0: Afro Management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena.
1: Hello and welcome to the Impact Hour. I am your host, Rena, and today it's just me. John should be joining us again next week, and it'll be delightful to have him back. Today I've prepared for you an amazing show. I'm very excited about the topic, and I think you will be too, because it's going to have tremendous benefit for you. Today's topic is, Your Impact Affects You Too. So here on the Impact Hour, we often talk about how um, you're impacting other people. Is it the impact that you want? Are you wanting to make a difference? Are you making that difference? What really is your impact on other people? Now, I love it myself. I, I It's my passion is to wake people up to their impact. And I recognize that just because it's my passion doesn't mean it's your passion. So I've... Um, really set into finding out and being able to explain why it's of benefit to you to know what's your impact and to be able to change that. And the truth is how you're impacting people totally affects you. Let me, let me break it on down for you. I found there's a number of phases. This is so fun. I hope you really have a good time with me today. So there's how you're being. First off, When I'm talking about how you're being, I'm talking about what you're thinking and what you're feeling. That determines what you do, right? Thinking, feeling, doing. And all those things affect other people. It looks like just our behaviors affect other people, but actually our thoughts and feelings do too. It's kind of a complicated process, but how you're showing up in the world is the first thing that happens. From there, it lands on somebody, right? <laughs> you show up, how you're being lands on somebody, and it creates for them an experience, and they have some feelings um, based on how you're being. They feel, and they think, and they do. From there, they have a response. Okay, that's kind of how they're being, think and, and do and behave, and um, that comes back on you. And creates an experience for you so as you can see there's a very direct relationship between what you do and what you get back from other people on a deeper level what you're thinking what you're feeling is affecting other people too and it in turn comes back to you as their response which very much affects you too so if you're not like thrilled with the results that you're getting in your relationships, this is the show for you because we're really looking at how are you helping to create that experience that you're getting in your relationships. It's going to be very, very powerful. As we go through the show, I encourage you to identify a relationship in your life that, like I said, you're not exactly thrilled with. It's a, You're not getting the results in that relationship of, that you'd really like. You'd like people maybe to respond to you more favorably, to respond to you positively. Oh, we're going to go really deep on this. So here are some areas where you can look to find that relationship that might be kind of a bit of a thorn in your side or just not exactly as good as you'd like it to be. It could be in your family, immediate or extended. could be among your friends, work or business or school, depending on your situation, um, could be within your neighborhood or your community or organization that you belong to. Is there anybody in your life where you just, you're like, why, why is it like this? And, uh, can't say that you're a hundred percent responsible, but you're really helping to create what you're getting back in those relationships. So this this may be groundbreaking for you for really changing what you're getting in your life from other people. So remember that what you're getting from people in relationships is highly influenced by you. The reason that's so important is that gives you the power to actually make some changes instead of it being the other person's fault. And there, you'll find that there's a lot that you can do to help create change in your relationships. I thought of an analogy and this is fun. In our family, we're kind of, you know, sci-fi geeks and Star Trek next generation being one of my faves. There was an episode where the enterprise was stuck in some kind of spatial phenomena, right? And literally stuck, couldn't move. And they had these energetic waves coming coming at the ship and the waves were getting stronger so they kept upping the shields putting more power to the shields and then the next wave would be even stronger more power to the shields even stronger and the next wave was going to be so large they were going to dump all the energy from the warp core into the shields when Geordi Laforge came to the rescue, he saw there was a direct correlation between the energy that they were putting into the shields and the magnitude of the wave that was coming at the ship. And he convinced Captain Picard to drop the shields, which was completely counterintuitive and I'm sure very scary. So they, they totally took all the energy out of the shields, dropped the shields, and the wave that was coming that would have ripped the ship apart completely dissipated. And from that point, they were no longer locked in this spatial phenomena, and they were able to just put the ship in impulse, whatever they call it, and, and move on their happy way. And I, this is what it's like in our relationships. What we're putting out there, people respond to. Sometimes we push even harder, and, and then we're getting back more of what we don't want. So it's a matter of seeing, yes, What I'm doing is affecting this person in a way that I didn't intend and I'm getting results that I don't like. It's a fantastic opportunity to make some changes. The first thing that you're going to do, need to do is to identify what it is that you don't want. And this is actually the easiest part of the process. (laughs) Because like I said, it's a thorn in your side. It's something that you really don't like. So it's, might be kind of in your face i suppose it doesn't have to be in your face painful irritating it can just be a desire that you have that's being unmet whether that's with your spouse or significant other or your kids or other relationships so it's it comes to your awareness that there's something that you don't want in your relationship step 2 you need to determine what you do want A lot of people stop at step one, and they just go around irritated. And I've done that before. I can relate, and it's not helpful. What's really beneficial is to identify what you do want, because then you can start to create it. You can start envisioning it. You can start, uh, there's a lot of power behind knowing what you do want, and focusing on that. You're actually going to start to see when you do have it more, in fact. So definitely, first, identify what you don't want. Second, determine what you do want. And three, this is what we're going to really look at, is how can you be, how can you show up differently to help create that in your relationship or help invite it from the person? See, when you adjust how you're being, it will change how people are experiencing you. So you're going to be able to create a different kind of experience for your people. From there, you'll get a different response back from them, and you will have a different experience for yourself. It's going to be very rewarding. And I'll share a little bit later about some of the experiences I've had. I've been applying the stuff that I've been learning, well, as I've been learning it, you know, for, you know, a year or more. And my relationships are shifting, and that's exciting, and I'm excited for you along those lines, too. We're going to head into break in a moment here. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you can um, really start to be different in those relationships to create what you want. So I hope that you've already identified a specific relationship that you're desiring to change, um, what exactly it is that you want different. Start picturing in your mind what that'll look like, what it'll feel like for you, what it'll feel like for the other person, and really put some energy into... Well, we just had Deidre Trudeau on the show last week, and she was talking about how powerful it is to really envision what it is that you do want. So, spend some time going into uh, the creative process and envisioning that relationship the way that you do want it. Awesome. So, are we about ready to head into a break? Awesome. Cool. Well, go ahead and stay tuned. We're going to be right back. You're listening to the Impact Hour.
2: Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now.
3: Meaning significance satisfaction connection you can have it all learn how on the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 host john and rena will help you be a change agent a leader a hero move through your world touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning listen to the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 your impact matters you matter did you miss a show check out past shows at the
0: You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great.
1: Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about how your impact affects you too. It's not just that it affects other people. You are getting results in your relationships that you may or may not be wanting. So this is a really great opportunity for you to explore that, explore what you do want, and uh, see about creating that in your relationships with other people. We're going to explore some specific and different ways of being, how you're showing up, and then the response that that's creating in other people. So I find that it's particularly striking when we compare the different ways of being and how and what we're going to get back from other people. So check this out. Know that and, and see for yourself what you can relate to because you're probably going to have, um, kind of tend to show up one way over another. And, uh, these don't have to be all the time, but check it out. Maybe in general you can relate to one or another. Get my stuff organized here. Okay. Yes. The first one is a powerful breaker of connection with people and see if you can relate to being kind of guarded, holding back, maybe not wanting to reveal the whole you, but just the parts maybe that you think will be acceptable um, or okay with other people. And maybe you just kind of hide out and and don't share, or maybe you like to present a certain image, uh, to other people. And I know I can relate to that. I had a strong need to appear, uh, competent, like I've got it all together. So, um, however, people can't relate to that. <laughs> they can't relate to always having it together and, and got, got it going on all the time. So it's really not helpful to present a false appearance to other people or to be guarded or holding back what that creates in other people and how they feel in response to that is they kind of feel bored they don't get to connect with the real you they might even feel alone even though they're in conversation with you they're not connecting with who you are and bored and alone or maybe they just can't even relate to you so they just kind of just don't feel like They just don't feel like they can really relate to who you are. And in turn, it might make them guarded as well, so you don't get to experience the real them. Those are common feelings that people experience if you're showing up guarded and hiding out and presenting a facade to people. When they're feeling that way, they are more likely to want to pull away and maybe even to shut down. Because They can't relate to you. They're feeling for you. They're trying to check you out and there's nothing there. There's no reward. There's there's no connection there. And so when they're feeling that way, what you experience in turn is you get surface level conversations and you probably don't feel like people get you. And, and why would they if you're not sharing of the real you? And before we're done today, I'm going to talk about really great, helpful ways of sharing that really increase connection and um, allow you to be more real with people, because that's what people desire. And you have to trust that you're awesome, and people want to know the real you. So it's going to take some risk. Here's the comparison, is being really on the right page (laughs) oh being real with people being willing to be vulnerable to be authentic to to show them the real you that you're not perfect and you are who you are with all your great awesome things and your flaws too just being real when you're real with people like that they respond really well Um, the feeling that that elicits is that they they become disarmed and at ease. So it's kind of a sense of peace and comfort being with you. When they're feeling that way, they feel invited in. It's, it's very attractive. And so what you will experience in return is you're going to feel seen, heard, and understood, like they actually get you. You're going to feel valued, you're going to experience deeper connection with people and deeper level conversations. That's where you're getting real in, in a way that's really beneficial. So that's the first comparison is basically being guarded versus being real and the results that you're getting from that. Second, if you're only concerned about you being like other people getting you, seeing you, being heard, being the one who talks, and you want to hear have people hear you, and la-la-la-la-la, you know, um, that's going to affect people, and it's not going to affect people the way that you might like. This is how that looks. When you're only concerned about other people getting you, feeling seen and heard and understood, and not being so concerned about that for them, they're going to feel less important than you. They're going to feel unvalued. Okay, that's not, that doesn't feel good. That's not attractive to people. They are going to, from that point, they're likely to withdraw or at least want to withdraw and become unavailable. So you're going to feel alone, which is, is unfortunate because it started off with the desire to have connection and for people to see you and understand you and, and get you. And, and what you get instead is people pulling away and being alone. In stark contrast to that, if you move through your world primarily concerned with meeting other people's need to be seen, heard, understood, and valued, and you really seek to be present with them, let them know that you get them, ugh, people dig that. Not exaggerating. They absolutely eat it up because everybody's moving through the world. Wanting to be seen, heard, understood, and valued. Basic human need. If you're the person to meet that need, they will feel, indeed, valuable in your presence. They will feel appreciated, and they're going to feel grateful. A lot of gratitude coming your way. Then what you get in return, then, is people draw in. They're like, yeah, I'd like some more of that, please. They want more. And your experience is you have more people around you who want to be with you and appreciate you and are available for you. So stark contrast of being alone because you're only trying to focus only on other people seeing and hearing and getting you to actually meeting that need for other people. And now they really want to be with you third one. This is great. I hope you guys are getting a lot out of this. I really had fun preparing this and I really loved seeing how it played out, how what I'm doing, how what you're doing, it has a direct impact on other people's experience, what they feel, how they respond, which directly results in what I and what you are getting in your relationships. So the third one. Ooh, this is off-putting but I totally understand it, too. It's when you're spinning out in intense feelings like anger, fear, and sadness. So if you're showing up in an interaction with somebody with these really intense feelings going on and all over them, I can guarantee you that's creating an experience for them, and this is likely how they're going to feel. They may have an empathetic response you know, when we're with somebody and they've got their feelings going, we tend to feel that in ourselves too. So suddenly they may be experiencing some anger, some sadness or some fear. And, and they probably didn't sign up for that, (laughs) you know, and this can look a lot of different ways. You know, a flash of anger. I, I did this with my son the other night. I don't claim to be perfect. He was like, oh, Mama, by the way, I have a project due tomorrow, and I need to go to the store to buy something. And I'm like, Nathan, I'm like, I couldn't. And what happened in my mind is I was like, how long is this going to happen? Is it going to be like 35, and I'm still going to need to run to the store the night before projects due? And when I realized that was ridiculous, it was already too late because I had the exacerbated that right out at him, right? So it may be as small as that. It may be a larger outburst of anger or being in, in fear and just scared and worrying about stuff and passing on that, that nervousness and anxiety to other people, or, or just a tremendous sadness. And that's pretty overwhelming to be around. Now, when you need to share those with people, those feelings with people, there's a way to do that that, that they can actually support you, but that's not in your general interactions with people. You don't just go and dump on them, Right. So they're going to experience an empathetic response, likely. It's going to be uncomfortable for them um, or maybe even overwhelming. That's what they get to feel and experience. From there, they're probably just going to want to shut down or go away. They don't want to be around that. It's that unpleasant. So when you are spinning out in your anger, your fear, or your sadness and spewing that all over people ultimately they're going to you're going to experience um, interactions that are more shallow and surface and brief <laughs> i want to try to limit it and you may find that people become unavailable because they don't want to do that be around that compare that to being grounded and managing your emotions so not emotionally spewing all over other people People will respond by feeling, well, what they experience is they feel calm and peaceful being around you because you're not jerking them all over the place emotionally. So they're going to feel calm and peaceful. It's very attractive. So they're drawn into you and you get to experience deeper connections, more intimacy, and more people around you. And that's a delightful place to be. When you move from being, um, when you move from spinning out in your negative emotions of fear, anger, and sadness, um, and causing people to want to pull away and be unavailable to you, to being grounded and having um, your emotions managed, then people want to be with you and you get to experience deeper connections and intimacy with people. That's awesome. We've got two more to go through, and I'm going to head into a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about um, ways that you're being and creating what you're getting back from other people. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Impact Hour.
4: Hey folks, Baron Larson for Big Mountain Heating and Air, Windows and Solar. Do you think you can't afford solar because you just found out that you need a new air conditioning system? Good news, folks. Purchase a small, medium or large solar system from Big Mountain and we'll throw in a new air conditioner in any residential size if you invest before the end of this month. And you won't lose out on that 30% federal tax credit either. Don't be held hostage with ever-increasing utility costs. How do you think the utilities can afford to lose more and more customers going solar? You know, I think they're just going to keep raising the cost of electricity. What do you think? Get a free air conditioning system through the end of this month with your solar system. Call 378-4616 or go to BigMountainAir.com. It's 378 4616 or find us at BigMountainAir.com.
3: Could you survive
5: six months without a paycheck? In retirement, you could go as long as 20 to 30 years without one. That's why you absolutely need a solid retirement plan. Ed Outland's Family Heritage Group will customize an individual plan that will help protect and grow your retirement. They specialize in medical pre-planning and government entitlements, as well as providing a safe and secure retirement. Call Ed Outland's Family Heritage Group at 916 967 3500 or visit edoutland.com.
6: Hi, Phil Cowan for Essex Mortgage. Folks, make 2017 the year you stopped making your landlord rich and started reaping the benefits of home ownership with Eric McKay and the good people at Essex Mortgage. What sets Eric apart from other mortgage lenders is that he's not a salesman. He's an educator. His goal is to get you a loan that best suits your needs, not the bank's. And Essex is a direct lender, so all decisions are made in-house. And if you think home ownership is not in the cards for you because you don't have the cash for a down payment, think again. Eric's got several programs that can assist with a down payment. If you're a vet, Essex Mortgage is the area's premier VA lender. And if you're over 62, they also offer reverse mortgages for refinance and purchase. Call Eric McKay today at Essex Mortgage and get pre-approved. 916-806-0606. That's 806-0606. Or find them online at reallifelending.com. Essex Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 70377, BRE 936013, DOC 603G833, Eric McKay, 288343.
5: A couple of drinks after work, think you're doing okay, get in the car, and boom, you see the flashing lights and your heart stops. Hi, I'm Mike Chastain of the Chastain Law Office, and I literally wrote the book, How to Survive a DUI Arrest, What You Need to Know. When you're pulled over for a DUI, how you act matters. Be polite, stay calm, and follow directions. It may mean the difference between going home or going to jail. My book provides critical information you need to protect your livelihood, your driving privileges, and your reputation. To get a free copy, go to www.yoursacduiattorney.com. You can listen to me every Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. for the Legal Hour during the Happy Hour on Money 105.5 FM. If you've been arrested, call me for a free consultation right now. That's yoursacduiattorney.com. Bottom line, if you've been drinking, call for a ride. If you didn't and got caught, you better call Mike. I'm Mike Chastain, and my team fights for good people.
3: Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero move through your world touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning listen to the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 your impact matters you matter did you miss a show check out past shows at the
2: Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now.
0: now back to the impact hour with John and Rena on money 1055
1: welcome back to the impact hour I have to say I got a real kick out of one of the ads that just played was for a an attorney who helps people have been arrested for drunk driving and he said like how you act toward the officer makes a difference it matters and I'm like yeah I bet when you get pulled over by a police officer how you're being is going to impact um kind of what you get back from the police officer. So another great example. I have a few logistical things I didn't want to forget to say. I almost forgot to invite you guys to call in. If you want to call in and talk to me about um, how you're impacting other people and the results that you're getting back, you can call me live at the studio here in Sacramento at 866-576-1055. That's 866-576-1055. Furthermore, if you miss part of this or any other of our shows, you can listen to show recordings at theimpacthour.com, also available as a podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and more. And thirdly, I received an email today from Tiffany Leffler. I had her on the show a couple months ago. She's from Defending the Cause Regional Alliance, which is an organization here in Sacramento that helps coordinate efforts between different agencies that are helping to serve to strengthen families and children. And she let me know about an event she thought that you guys, the listeners, might be interested in. And I agree. It sounds very good. I might go myself. It is October 14th from 10 to 2 p.m., 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., at William Jessup University. It's called Standing Up for Kids and Families. And it is interactive, it's family-friendly, and you're going to be learning a lot about what it's like to be in the foster care system. And there's going to be a lot of, they call them vendors, but they're there as volunteer opportunities. So if you're interested in making a difference in the lives of children and families locally here in the Sacramento area, um, you can really be a blessing to them. And this is an opportunity to check out a bunch of different agencies that are making a difference, and you can join up with them to really help impact families and kids for the better. So again, that's at William Jessup University, October 14th, from 10 to 2. And you can get more information at the Defending the Cause website, which is simply defendingthecause.org. They have an events calendar. And you'll find it there. It's called Standing Up for Kids and Families. Before we went to the break, we were examining several different ways that you can be, how you can be showing up in your relationships, uh, how that's affecting people, how they're responding, and what your experience is like in return. This next one that we're looking at is... When you're judging people, that is, making what they're saying or doing or who they are uh, wrong or bad, okay, that you can picture a lot of criticism there, uh, saying that things should be differently, might be doing some right fighting, like always needing to be right. Maybe you're coming across as a know-it-all. I just lump all those together as creating a profoundly unpleasant experience for people. In fact, when they experience that from you, they are likely to feel devalued and unappreciated and not understood. They're going to feel like you don't get them and you really don't care to because it's really all about you. And you know what's right and how things should be and stuff. I know. I've done that, too. <laughs> I can relate to so much of this. And, and really, it's an opportunity to see where, do you do this? Because it's probably not a matter of either you do or you don't, or it's all the time or never. It's it's where does this come up for you in your life that you're judging being a know-it-all or right-fighting. Once the people are feeling devalued and not understood or appreciated, uh, what you get back from then is they get defensive. They get argumentative. Um, actually, they're either going to fight or they're going to flee there is cuz some people just no they don't want that but um i know for myself i find it real easy to get sucked into that when somebody starts getting argumentative yeah i want to i want to step right up in there too it takes a conscious effort to hold back and not get sucked in so if you're doing that you might be experiencing uh you're kind of dissatisfied in your relationships uh no matter much you're saying stuff you're still not feeling like people really get you and value you and you may be kind of alone because that kind of stuff's unpleasant to be with and it's not all or nothing you might not be completely alone but you might be more alone than you like now if you compare that to being compassionately curious so really caring about other people and being curious to understand them compare that to judging or being right, what that produces in other people is that they feel valued and appreciated. And you're seeking to understand them. They're going to feel like you see them, you hear them, and you understand them, and you value them. What you get in return, what they respond with, is they're drawn in. They want to share with you. They want to be with you. They want to be a part of your life. They want you to be a part of their life. And so what you get in response to your being compassionately curious, really caring about and wanting to know other people, you get deeper connections, and you're going to feel much more satisfied. Final one that we're going to look at today is focusing on the negative or focusing on problem. We've got a lot of names for that. You've got your Debbie Downer, your negative Nellie, and I don't know why they're always women because guys do this too. When we're negative like that and focusing on problems, complaining, criticizing comes under that. It's actually uh, has a lot to do with judgment because you're just not okay with how things are. So this just shows up as um, being negative and complaining about it. People are going to feel down around you. It's a, it's a real downer. They're going to feel discouraged and they're just going to feel kind of icky as a result Um, you're going to get more complaining. So either they're going to jump in the boat with you and just really take it on or they're going to um, want to pull away and limit their exposure to you because it's just, like I said, it feels icky. So what you find, your experience as a result, is that either you're surrounded by complainers or you're more alone than you'd like. Compare that to having a focus on the positive or focus on solutions. I would love it if in our society in general we focused more on solutions and how we can get things done instead of complaining about stuff. When we do that, are more positive, people will feel encouraged. Uh, and they'll see what's possible. Really, people see you doing that, and they start picking it up for themselves, and they see what can be. And that's very encouraging. And they're drawn in. And then you'll find yourself surrounded by more positive people. So isn't that striking, how we can be a way that pushes people away, or we can be a way that, that draws them in? And remember, it's not an all-or-nothing proposition, you're probably not doing that stuff all the time but it's an opportunity to look at where are you being that way and how are you creating the specific results so i talked some about how do i put this so there's being guarded right And then there's kind of like oversharing your um, feelings. So it's kind of like, you know, there's this one extreme or there's another. And I wanted to encourage you with um, kind of what's the really good middle ground there. What is it good to share? And what's, when I say good, beneficial for your relationship? If you want to be more authentic, more real with people, Share what you really care about. Let them in to you and to see, you know, what it is that you really value. For example, you can share what you really value and what you care about and when you see it in them and you can praise it. Say, you know, I really noticed um, how thoughtful you were around that. And I just wanted to say I really appreciate that. That's a way of being real with people. You can be real by sharing your goals And your dreams your challenges stuff that you're working on because it shows them that you're not perfect you're a work in progress too and they can relate to that you can also share uh, any significant events with yourself or with people you love and that lets people in just a little bit more on um, sharing and the beneficial things that you can share for with people Um, Yeah. Relate to and affirm what they're saying. You know, when people share with you, relate to it and affirm without actually hijacking the conversation and making about you. So, you know, I went through something similar and I can really relate. I bet, you know, I can see how you're going through a tough experience. So in a way, that's kind of sharing without oversharing. I'm about to head into a break, but when I come back, I'm going to tell you about some of the things um, not to share And uh, we're going to go from there. You guys are doing great. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour.
2: Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now.
3: Meaning significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com.
0: Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws.
1: Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're talking about how you're impacting other people actually affects you too. So I applaud you for taking this into consideration. In case you're not thrilled with the results that you're getting in your relationships, you can change it. So if... um You've been looking for things to share. I was just going over that over break. And before, because I, I have some things to share with you about things not to share. I think you've already been getting an idea um, of that. But I wanted to talk just a little bit about people who are overly talkative. Now, overly talkative can be, um, well, it can It can stem from a couple different ways. If if you are the kind of person who just talks, 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 hopefully you can see that. By the way, that's definitely creating an experience for people where they're probably not feeling so valued. Because it's really about you so it might be all about you being seen and heard and understood and listen to me and check me out and stuff like that it can also be a means of controlling the conversation uh, to make sure it doesn't go to uncomfortable places so it's it's interesting it's actually a way of being guarded um, by not letting people talk about um, things that would be uncomfortable to you so good to be aware of um, to not be overly talkative Things, um, to not share, um, I mentioned about, um, an excess of fear or sadness or anger. And like I said, that can be just a flash of anger. Uh, it can be a form of judgment. So you're, you're, something's not right you think it should be different and you're mad about it and it just kind of comes out quickly like i said i can relate to that um fear is also a form of judgment um because you're wanting things to go a certain way and be a certain way and sadness is, is interesting um while people find it overwhelming, that, that's one of the main reasons that you don't want to overshare sadness, you know, just in a casual conversation with people. Um, but I was thinking about how hurt is actually sadness um, plus anger. So there's there's a lot of blame going on. That is going to create um, an unpleasant experience for other people when you're putting that out there. So... Being careful to not be negative, focusing on problems, um, or criticizing other people. Your expectations, got to keep those in check. Now, if you, your tendency has been to really hold back, you're probably not going to overshare because that's not your gig. Um, I mean, you can always, you know, keep an eye on it, but probably you're probably just going to need to kind of push the envelope a little bit as to what's comfortable for you and start exposing those parts of yourselves. And people respond really well to getting to know the real you. You're just going to have to check that out and learn to trust it. Cool. I mentioned that I've been applying these things that I've been learning myself. And so I actually started asking some people that I know that are reasonably close to me for some feedback. And, and it was kind of like, well, you know, how have I changed? How have I grown? What do you see? But what I got instead was, what is their experience of me? So I thought that was cool. So I'm just going with that. And I'm still asking people, how has your experience of me changed in the last year or three years? Depending on the relationship. And, um, my friend, my best friend said I'm less willing, less likely to just jump in and try to solve her problem. And she really appreciates that safe space to just share what's going on and to be able to process that. Um, there's a, my coach has a coach, uh, that works for her, um, does an accountability call. And, um, Christy said that she finds She said, I'm an invitation, whereas before I kind of kept her at a distance. Um, Now she's drawn in and wants to get to know me better. And that's just by who I'm being, what I'm sharing, and I'm really letting people in. And this does kind of highlight that each person has their own experience, and that'll be the same for you. Different people in your life have different experiences of you. Uh, One of my coaches said that... um, I'm more pleasant to be with you since I've always been pleasant, um, but I used to come a lot more from fear. And now that kind of creates an unpleasant experience, and, and I'm much more grounded now. And um, I appreciated that because I've really been looking at my own thought life and my fear, and I really had no idea that my internal experience of fear was affecting other people, but it actually was very much affecting the people, especially those closest to me. My son, David, is 15 and a half, and I asked him, and he said he's more likely to want to plop down and visit with me. And that's about one of the highest compliments I can think of is that my teenager wants to sit and talk with me. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> that's delightful. That's because I'm the kind of being the kind of person that, that a teenager would want to connect with. So those are just some of the... Um, ways that I've been changing people's experience of me and so I'm getting better results in my relationships. There's several different ways that I can support you in doing this more because we're really just getting started here on the show and like I said I really do commend you for looking at this for yourself. Next week I have a class starting called Be and Connect. It's a seven-week class where you will become aware of how you're impacting people. And I will empower you with the tools to really change that, to change the things like, you know, the judgment and trusting that, that you're the kind of person that people want to be with. And the thinking that you've got going on in your mind, that's creating the feelings, that's creating the icky experiences from other people It's very powerful, creating lasting change in yourself and in your relationships You can get more information at beandconnect.com slash class and sign up for that. It starts next Tuesday, and it's in Roseville. So if you're interested, check that out. If you're not sure if that's for you, but you think that you want to work on how you're being and how that's affecting other people, we can set up some time to talk, and we can have – I call it a discovery session – and you can go to theimpacthour.com, and just scroll down, and you can sign up for a free discovery session, and we'll, we'll explore how you're actually affecting other people. It'll be very enlightening. Thirdly, you may have heard the advertisements. I have three videos available for you. Go to bandconnect.com. That's B-E-A-N-D, connect.com. And I'll send you the videos. I send them every other day, so there's three videos. That way you have time to practice what you learn and they're concrete takeaways that you'll be able to apply in your relationships immediately to start changing people's experience of you and start getting back more of what you want. So those are three concrete ways I can get you started. Remember that in your relationships, you're going to identify what you want and then see how you can be to help invite that into people. I love the idea of being an invitation. So I have some friends in the personal development community that talk about their wives. These are guys. They talk about their wives as queens. And I was kind of jealous. I'm like, I want my husband to call me his queen and treat me like his queen. And my coach said, awesome. So how will you be treating him like a king so that you get that? And I was stunned, but it really takes it exactly to the core of how we're being will influence how people respond to us. So I'm treating my husband more like a King and he's treating me more like a queen. So check that out for yourself in your relationships. Um, especially put a focus on helping people to feel seen, heard, understood and valued and When you help meet that need for them, that's the very best way I know to invite them to do the same for you. If you're wanting to experience more connection with people, that's the very most powerful way I know how to do that. You can evaluate for yourself, are you being the kind of person who's drawing people in? Would people want to be with you? Do they want more of an experience of you? Or... Are you being the kind of person that's pushing people away because it's an unpleasant experience and they actually want less of it? Remember that you are awesome. There's, you have a value just in who you are, what you bring to the table. And you're going to need to trust that in order to open up to people, to let them in. This is going to be foundational. Um, for the relationships that you're wanting in your life more connection i was uh on my way over to the station my uber driver had a conversation with me and uh just recently completed a divorce and uh he was just really understanding how our impact affects not only us but other people too it's the kind of the tough experience to go through but the learning is really powerful and if you can really get a handle on how you're being then you'll be able to change what you're getting back in return it's going to be awesome let me know how it goes thank you for listening to the impact hour
3: If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs.